Hello, beautiful people. This is Alice, and this is Protect Your Glow, the podcast. Thank you so much for hitting the play button. All right, so I'm back today with another podcast. As promised on my last one, I told you guys that I would record a podcast talking about how to write an effective email. So today's topic is titled Email Etiquette 101 Tips for Writing an Effective Email. And as you guys know, on my last podcast, I was talking about how to gracefully exit a job. And so I am at my new job. I like it. You know, it's a different atmosphere, different people. I have to learn new methods of, um, new methods, methods or new ways to do things. But I intentionally decided to make this move so that I can learn more, you know, because I don't like to get to a place where I feel complacent, you know, where I feel like I'm like not learning anything. So I purposely decided to make this move to keep my mind going because I like learning new things. I'm like, I'm one of those people, if y'all don't know that by now, I'm sort of like a nerd. And for my nerds out there, it's a compliment, okay? It's not a bad thing to be a nerd. So I like to learn new things. You know, I'm always reading. I'm always trying to keep up with, you know, what's going on in our world, in our country. I mean, I just like to learn new things. I just think it keeps me sharp. It keeps me smart. And I can talk to all kinds of different people, you know, and uh, it keeps me, it it helps me to be able to um, sort of, It helps me to sort of be able to talk to people from all walks of life because I can learn a little bit of everything. I know this has nothing to do with email etiquette, but just want to let you guys know how I was doing. And I hope y'all doing okay too. Um, It's been raining a lot here in Florida. We got something brewing in the Atlantic. You know, it's hurricane season for us. From June to November is when um, things start to shift for us a little bit over here. So I'm, you know, watching the news, trying to see what's going on, and hopefully everything's going to be okay. But um, we'll see what happens. So I've been home. I've had the house to myself. The house to myself. Y'all know I'm. You know, you know, you you know you're happy when you start dancing. I've had the house to myself for the past what I don't know. Two weeks or three weeks since it's been, since school's been out. And I'm so excited. You know, my son's not here. He's in South Carolina visiting his aunt. And my daughter's not here because I have to work. She's been with my mom and her aunts and stuff. So thank God for family, man. Thank God. Thank you, Lord, for family and good people and good friends. You know, just, I'm just, I just thank God for that, you know. So um, the house is to myself. And I decided to, you know what, I was going to go to Bible study today because Wednesdays are Bible studies for me at church. But I was like, you know what, um, nah, bro, I ain't going today. I'm going to take a break and I'm going to get this podcast in because I know if I don't do this podcast today, things are going to come up and I'm going to like, you know, try to push it back. So I was like, you know what, today's a good day to record a podcast. You know, it's a little 
what is it outside? It's a little cloudy, just the way I like it. I like it. I like when it rains. Am I the only one that likes when it rains? I love when it rains, you know? So it's a little cloudy outside and it's quiet. And I just got my workout in. Ate some, I ate dinner real fast. Cause I'm trying to, well, I have this new thing now where I try not to eat past seven o'clock. So like when I come from work, my schedule is very rigid. I'm like, I come home, I don't do nothing but go straight to my room, change my clothes, put on my workout outfit, start working out. And then after that, I eat dinner and I try to make sure I eat before seven because I don't know, I, mean, I feel better, you know? I'm feeling a lot better. I'm drinking a lot of more water these days. So your girl is feeling good, man. I mean, I'm in a good space. I'm, I'm in a healthy space. And I fought real hard to get here. So I'm proud of myself. I don't understand, but that's for another podcast. And plus, y'all ain't come here here all that. That's my rant for this week, okay? That's my little rant for this week. I'm going to get into the podcast. Just hang in there. Bear with me. So, you know, I'm feeling a little bit better. I'm in a, I'm in a very... I'm in a good state of mind. I'm, so, I'm just so proud to say that because God is really working in my life. And it's just it's just been incredible, man. Just what's been happening, you know? And just to see the transformation from January to now is like... Actually, no, starting from November of last year to now, just to see the transformation in my headspace and the way I think. And I'm, I, you know, I'm adulting, I'm maturing. It's just, it feels good. So, anywho, let's get into this podcast, okay? And as you can see, I've also been taking a break from social media because sometimes I find myself a little bit too involved in the social media world. You know? I'm like always. On Instagram, scrolling, looking at nothing, and looking at pictures and videos. I think I know two, three hours go by. I'm like, what? What am I doing with my life? You know, and I, and I'm just like, I'm not saying, okay, before y'all come for me, let me, let me get this one thing clear. I'm not saying social media is bad. I'm just saying for me, social media is great. Okay, that's how you know I was able to get myself out there and. Uh, psh- I don't know if y'all noticed, but I don't like to, I'm, I'm a very, well, I'm a very private person. In my personal life, I'm very private. I don't, as you can see, I don't like talking about my personal life that much. And as you can see, there's not a picture, there's not a lot of pictures of, of my husband or kids and stuff like that. Because I like to keep my personal life private and my lifestyle public. That's how I do it, okay? So, with that being said... I was just like too consume with social media. So I decided to just take a break. Cause if you think about it really, like you have to get offline to live life in order to have something to post about. I mean, that makes sense, right? Like you have to be living life in order to be posting about something, right? Unless you want to make stuff up. And you know what I'm saying? I ain't got time for that. So I decided to take a break and um it's been real good, you know, but I'm like, you know what, today I'm going to break my social media fast for a little bit just to bring this podcast to to you guys. So I think I've done enough talking about all the other stuff. Let's get into this podcast. Thank you for your patience with me. It's greatly appreciated. Okay, like I said, you know, today's topic is about how to effectively write 
and email. Let's talk about email, okay? Because this new job I've start, I've start, I, I have started is uh, 95% email-based. Everything you do is email, email, email. Excuse me. I mean, in my last job, it wasn't that bad. I used to, I mean, my last job was email too. But this job is like, my last job was probably like 80% email. This job is like 95. I don't want to say 100 because, I mean, sometimes we get phone calls too, but it's a lot of emailing back and forth. So, and one thing I noticed is like, you know, they like to use emojis and stuff and emails. And I'm thinking like smiley faces. And I'm like, Ugh, I don't know. I don't like using that. I'm like, when you texting? Like, why do you, why are we using smiley faces? But you know what? It's not my company. So it's not my rules, not my decision to make. I have to go with the flow. So a girl is going with the flow. But still, I need to like go back. I'm trying to pull back into what I know and trying to use that along with the way they do things in order to be a successful employee so yeah that's how that's going there but for those of you who may not know how to effectively write an email and for those of you who are like email what's that or i don't know what that is or whatever i thought it would be a good idea to give some tips on the do's and don'ts of writing an effective email also to point out some of the things that annoy me in emails, okay? So today's topic is one that you've probably already heard or read about. If you Google online, you can you can go on Google right now and just type up how to write emails. It will be a slew of different topics and ideas and different sites to show you how to write an email. But I want to give you what has worked for me. Because email seems to be becoming the world's preferred method of communication. That and text messages. But we'll talk about text messages on another podcast. Today we're talking about emails. However, I want to share with you some of the tips and strategies for conjuring up an effective email that has worked for me. So some people might argue that emails are like letters, right? I disagree. I like to think of them as conversations. I mean, that's the way the world is moving, right? Emails are also used as reference point reference points. And sometimes it's so important to know how to write an email because sometimes emails end up in court as legal documents. That is huge. So it's important in this day and age that you know how to write one, okay? Write a good email that is um there's even some companies out there that if you go on their website and the contact us thing they don't have telephone numbers it's like they prefer that you send them an email rather than them having to pick up the phone i mean i get that i'm old school you know i prefer to call i prefer to be speaking with a live human being but we just have to move along with the times, right? Like, we have to flow with the future. Whatever technology is going, we have to flow with that, okay? I mean, there's, it's crazy to me. It's like, why can't y'all put a phone number on there? But, okay, you know what? We're going to email. But I get it. I can see, like, why that would be 
helpful for emails because not only does it cut down the cost of like a phone line or whatever, but it's also a good way of like going back to your paperwork and like this is what I said. Or for example, if the customer had some sort of like um, discrepancy or maybe there was something that you know escalated you can go back to your email and just check what you said so i get it i kind of like that method too because it's like a, a good electronic paper round sort of you know so i get it but here's my first tip you guys for writing an effective email first of all you there's different forms of emails. You have personal emails, which is like to family and friends, and then you have business emails, okay, which is like to your boss, your coworker, your con you know vendor, contractor, whatever. Today, I want to talk about business emails, okay? This is not personal emails. This is how to effectively write a good business email, okay? But I mean, you can still use some of these tips too when writing a um, personal one because some of them might be useful. Okay, so the first thing I have is, I said, to make sure you always insert a greeting with your email. Like a hi, a hello, a good morning, Sue, or, uh, you know, good afternoon, Tom. Something, an introduction. So it's sort of like when you pick up the phone, you don't just pick up the phone. You say hello, Right? So, it's the same way when you write an email. You just have to make sure you answer the greeting with like, hi or hello or good morning, whatever, so and so. Because you have to remember, you're speaking to a real life person, okay? Not just some figment of your imagination. You are communicating, okay, on, on the email to a real life person, real life person. So, just imagine that you're talking to this person face to face and then try to write like that, okay? The second tip is you want to write the way you speak now oh, press pause I know, I know some of y'all thinking some people shouldn't be talking because <laughs> the way they talk is like crazy i get it okay now we're talking about a professional email okay because a personal email will definitely differ from a professional one you know if you're talking to your best friend you're not gonna be like hi so and so you know um, i hope all is well like you're not gonna talk like that you're gonna be like hey girl what's going on you know this is so and so how's everything going with you oh what's up i hope everything's okay see that's a personal email that's different right i'm talking about a professional email where you want to write the way you speak because i what i can't stand is when somebody sends me an email and it's like they're talking like a robot like you don't talk like that like hi alice um, you know, um, I hope all is well. I mean, that's fine. I hope all is well is fine. But they'll say things like, you know, um, for example, they'll say, um, I'm just following up on such and such thing, you know, um, they'll say like, I'll just, I'm just following up on a such and such, um, project. I haven't heard from you, um looking forward to hearing from you soon or like they'll say stuff and i'm like is if you saw me face to face is i mean that probably wasn't a good example i can't think of it right now i'm sure there's some instances where it's like that's not how you talk but they'll almost sound like robotic and i'm just like can you just write the way you talk 
Because if we were like face to face at a lunch, lunch uh, meeting or whatever, you wouldn't talk like that. So can you please write the way you talk? You know, I'm sorry I can't find an example right now, but I think you get what I mean. Okay. And the third tip I have is try to include some personality in your email. People like to feel, people like to feel, like I said before, like they're talking to a real human being. So don't be afraid to insert some humor or just some light humor, not any kind of humor, just some light professional humor in your email. Like, for example, like I was sending emails, right? And I made a mistake and I'm like, Oh man, I sent an email to the wrong person. So I write back and be like, oops, you know, I apologize. I said, you know, please disregard that email. It was, you know, I was I sent to the wrong person. And then I'll put like, you know, a smiley face or whatever. That's when I think that comes into play. It goes to show that, oh yeah, she's human. She makes mistakes. Or if somebody like sends me a joke, you know, they'll say something. I'm trying to think, okay, hold on. Like if somebody sends me a joke in an email and they're, and I, and like for example, that they're saying, you know, um, like Alice, please try to get me an answer as soon as you can because you know, uh, my boss such and such is acting real crazy today. LOL, you know, and I'll put like, okay, you know what? LOL. I understand. I'll, I'll see what I can do. You know, like something just to show that like, you're not so like, like stuck up or, or just like lifeless, you know, it's good to always have, add some humor, humor in there. Fourth point, please people. Please, proofread, proofread, proofread. There is nothing, well, there is some things, but one thing that is drives me nuts for real, for real, for real, is when people do not proofread what they just said. And I mean, the way that, Technology is set up nowadays. It's like no excuse why you can't proofread your email. Okay, there is there's something in the email that's called spell check. Okay, you can click on that button. It'll help you learn how to spell check. You don't know how to spell a word? Google it. Okay. You can't type. You can talk on Google. Have a little microphone. You can just say what you're thinking, and then they'll write it out for you how it's spelled. It's like, can we just take like two minutes? Just to read over what we just said so it can make sense. It's nothing more frustrating to me that somebody sending me an email. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, what are you talking about? I mean, maybe it's just me. Like, they're supposed to say the, and they're saying that, or of. Instead of off, it's O-F-F, it's O-F. It's like, just, I mean, just the little things, you know what I'm saying? Like, just the little things. Just please, please proofread your email. And... Also, for those of you whose English is not your first language, you can still proofread your email by even like Google Translator. I mean, sometimes Google Translator makes mistakes, but there's just like ways to go online and just try to write out a word and it'll spell it for you. So I'm just saying, take some time just to write what you, just to write or read over what you wrote. So that it can make sense. And like for me, when I send an email, I, I would read it like three times before I send it out. I mean, that's probably the type A 
perfectionist in me, but still, I'm like, I, I would read it over and over just to see if it makes sense. I, I read it out loud. I read it in my head. Or I'll even have somebody read it just to make sure that it, what, I, what I'm saying makes sense. So, proofread, 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 okay? And then I have, lastly, um, always insert a closing. I figured if you have it at the beginning, if you have a greeting, you should have a closing, right? I mean, it only makes sense. I mean, it only seems fair, too. So not including a closing to an email or a letter to me. It's like talking on the phone with someone and at the end of the conversation, they don't say goodbye. They just hang up. Like, really? You're like, hello? Hello? Uh, are you there? I mean, a goodbye would be suffice on a phone conversation, right? So it's the same thing with an email, you know? You can close it out with, like, thank you or have a great day or have a great weekend. I mean, that works, too. So, that's some of the greetings I use, you know. I use thank you when asking for a favor or have a great day. Or if it's close to the weekend, I say have a great weekend. I mean, just something to close, close the email out with, okay? So, those are the tips that I have with how to write an effective email. You want to have a greeting. You want to speak like you're like a real life person. You want to write the way you speak in a professional manner. Because since we're talking about business emails here, you want to try to include some personality. Proofread, 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 and always insert a closing. It's as easy as that, really. You know, it's really not that hard to write an email if you take the time to think about what you're saying before you say it. It's really not that hard. And I did some research because I was just curious on like how to have a proper closing because I sometimes struggle with the closing too. I'm like, what do I say? Do I say thank you? Do I say, you know, um, sincerely? What I mean, what do I say? So I read some funny things online where some people just like hate some of these um, closings that people write in emails. And I did my research on businessinsider.com. So, according to Business Insider, here are some of the closings they say you should avoid. And then they list the reasons why you should avoid them. I just picked out a few that I thought would be relevant to this podcast. So, they say you should avoid saying thanks. Like just T-H-A-N-K-S, just thanks. They said... It only makes sense when you're actually thanking someone for something. And according to Alyssa, Alyssa Litch, she's the SVP of Global Communications for Donna Karen International, which is um, Donna Karen, for those of you who don't know, she's a fashion designer. And this lady, Alyssa, is also the author of um, The Career Guide, book title leave your mark she says when you say thanks it comes off as not really that thankful quote unquote i mean yeah i use thanks when i'm asking for a favor like i'll say for example um just following up on whether or not you receive my email please let me know the status of my request thanks you know like you can do it like that because you're asking them for for something or something you want to know. So I think in that instance it makes sense. I think you should avoid it if you're not actually 
asking for something. I don't know. Um, you guys can um email me at protectyourglow at gmail.com and let me know what you think about that. And also, the second one they have is TTYL. You know the acronym TTYL, which stands for Talk to You Later, or TAFN, which stands for That's All for Now. I've never seen those closings in emails, so I thought it was interesting. I was like, oh, okay. But this is what they said, though. It says, businessinsider.com says, it might work if you are emailing a friend or a family member. But for a professional email, it's a no-no. This is not a text message. So adding acronyms like that is unprofessional and confusing. That I have to agree with. Like, why would you write TTYL on a professional email? Like, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. I can, I get it if you're texting, text, text, I can't say it. I get it if you're texting someone. But yeah, I don't think if I'm doing business with somebody, I want to see them write TTYL. I'm going to look at them like either one, they're like very young and immature or they've been on something. Because it's like, why would you write that? I don't know, it's just me. But yeah, guys, try to avoid those acronyms, okay, when you write a professional email. The third one they have is... They said the, one, the third one you should avoid is best wishes. The website goes on to say, ever so slightly, it's more formal than all best or best. It's a good one for initial contact. And another lady said, on the other hand, they think it's stuffy. Best wishes. I've seen best, have I seen, no, I haven't seen best wishes in an email. I've probably seen it in a letter. But I would think best wishes would apply to, like, if you're writing a letter and, like, for example, a letter about somebody leaving a job. Like, somebody wrote me a letter telling me, or an email telling me that they're leaving a job or leaving the position that they're in. I would tell them, you know, I wish them the best, best wishes. I could see how that applies there. So, I, I guess that one I have to say, it depends on, like, what you're writing about. It would be appropriate to write best wishes if the person's like leaving their position. I think that one would apply. I don't know if that should be avoidable. I think for that one, that depends on what you're writing. All best. They don't like all best. They say you should avoid it because it begs the question, are you really sending, and, and this is all in caps, they put A-L-L, -L. are you really sending all your best or just some of it? All best. What do you guys think about all best? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen all, like a lot of these, the reason why I picked them is because I haven't seen them in emails myself, but I thought it would be interesting to know, like, oh, okay, that should be avoiding, that should be ones that I should avoid, but all best, yeah, she's right, are you really sending all your best, I don't know about that one, the other one they have down for you to avoid when closing an email is sincerely, so the business insider writes, is this a cover letter, question mark, because otherwise, no. Um, sincerely. I, I used to use sincerely in my emails. Yeah, my last job, I used to use sincerely. This job, no. They don't like sincerely, but I used to use it. But I can see why it would be best when you're writing like a letter, especially a, like, uh, for, like, for a cover letter for to go along with your resume. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. 
Yeah, sincerely would probably be better in a formal letter as opposed to an email. I don't know. Let me know what y'all think about that one. They go on to say, sincerely is very formal and could seem cold if it follows more intimate sign-offs. I don't know what that means. Shrawbay cautions. That's the person that wrote that. Um, but another commentator, Patcher, feels that it all depends on the opening salutation. So if you began with, like, dear John Doe, then sincerely is appropriate. Huh. I don't know. What do you guys think about that one? What do you guys think about sincerely? Is that okay to, to use as a closing to an email? Shoot me an email, guys. Let me know your thoughts on that. Protectyourglue at gmail.com. I'd like to hear your opinion about that one. The other one you should avoid, I'm all, I promise I'm almost done. The other one you should avoid is talk soon. In a professional email? I don't know. I mean, that depends on how close you are to the person. Like, if I used to have some coworkers that I would speak to that over the years, you know, I've built relationships with them where I felt comfortable to talk to them almost as like, you know, like as friends, but not really friends because I was just comfortable with them. We had a very good professional business relationship. So they said to avoid talk soon because it's, the more casual cousins of quote-unquote speak with you soon, this one follows pretty much the same rules as its relative. It's a business insider goes on to say, if you actually will be talking soon, it's fine. If you don't plan to talk soon, it's insincere. Well, okay, yeah. I get it. If you're just saying talk soon just to say talk soon, then it's insincere. But if you're really going to talk soon then it's okay. I, I think that's okay. It depends on the... I think I would write that to someone that I had more of a business relationship with. Not like a new employer. Or I wouldn't write it if I'm just talking... Like if I'm just building up relationships with someone at a new company. Or I wouldn't... Yeah, I wouldn't write talk soon. But if it's somebody that I've gotten to know and we're discussing something and I'm waiting to hear back from them. Like if I'm asking for something... Uh, you know, if I'm following up on a task or I'm asking they can do me a favor and they're saying they'll get back to me, I'll be like, oh, okay, you know what? Okay, that's great. I'll talk to you soon. Like, yeah, I can. I, I would use talks. I wouldn't avoid it. I, it, I would use it and try to use it in the proper content. On the proper context. Is that the word? Yeah. Depending on what I'm writing about. Or depending on my relationship with the person. They also say to avoid respectfully. Respectfully. Uh, yeah, I think that's more of like for for letters. I don't think I would use respectfully as a closing. Like respect the, respectfully, Alice Marius. I don't know. Y'all saw how I said that? Respectfully, Alice Marius. Like, it just sounds like an older person. I mean, no offense now, but it just sounds like... I don't know. It seems a little bit... I agree with Business, I agree with business Insider. It seems a little bit stiff. <laughs> a little bit... Um, a little bit mature. That's the word I would. Yeah, that's that's it right there. It seems a little bit more reserved for a mature audience. I don't know. Um, but it, they said on Business Insider quote. This is a quote. It also it brings to mind for people of a certain age, like Diana Ross singing "Upside Down." Y'all know that song "Upside Down" by Diana Ross. 
they say it goes on to say unless you're addressing the u.s president <laughs> it's too formal if you do happen to be addressing the president of the united states though you're on the right track a variation respectfully yours quote unquote is indeed the standard clothes for addressing government officials and clergies so yeah i guess yeah respectfully would be for like a different setting yeah but not like for everyday emails yeah i don't i would try to avoid that one too i got a bonus one on here guys what about if you put a closing on here that says looking forward to hear from you soon business insider you know the commentator licked he points out it puts you in a quote-unquote subservient position where you can't take action but must wait for the other person's cue. What do y'all think about that? Looking forward to hearing from you soon. Like for me, I use that when I'm asking a question. And, and if the situation is a time-sensitive issue and I'm really, like I really need a response as soon as possible because like I used to work for an employer who was very... Uh, uh, for lack of a better word, he's a, he was very impatient. So he would ask me to follow up on things. And the person is like slowly taking their time to respond to me. But I realized that when I would write the email and I would put looking forward to hearing from you soon, they always responded like right away. I don't know what it is about looking forward to hearing from you soon that like is means urgency for some people it's like i'm waiting okay hope you get my message thanks like but whenever i use that they always responded but whenever i didn't put looking forward to hearing from you soon they took like two or three days to get back to me but whenever i put that it was just like oh okay it was like a red flag like they knew that oh okay she needs to answer as soon as possible so like like that worked for me so like without trying to be rude or coming off as impatient because, like, the person didn't know that my boss needed to answer, like, yesterday, right? They didn't know that. So I put looking forward to hearing from you soon when I want to get an answer back as quickly as possible without coming off as saying, by the way, he needs, a, he needs an answer, like, two days ago, and he still hasn't got it. So get back to me, you know? Like, I, I think, I don't think uh, looking forward to hearing from you soon should be avoided. I think it just should be used in the right way, in the proper way. So that's all the um, tips I had for you guys today for writing an effective email. Let me know what you thought about this podcast. Um, hit me up. As always, you can email me at protectyourglow at gmail.com or you can go onto my website, protectyourglow at gmail.com and send me your um, comments there as well. I am Protect Your Glow on social media. Instagram, Facebook, that's how you'll find me. And um, what else I got? Uh, don't forget, you guys, to subscribe to this podcast, okay? It's important for the world and everybody else to know that podcasts like these exist, okay? So pass the word on. Share this podcast with your friends, with your family, with your neighbor, co-worker i would greatly appreciate it thank you guys so much for taking the time once again to press play i'm wishing you peace love and light and god bless you have a good one bye